Dan's Driving Double Feature presents One Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House, Episode 30. Hey everyone, my name is Dan. Welcome to a minute-by-minute podcast covering spookies and ghost house. We're we're 30 episodes, 30 minutes in, so I'm not going to go um, uh, in-depth describing the movies. You know what they are by this point, so I'm going to leave you with what is happening in spookies when minute 30 begins. Well... Oh, that one guy whose name I remembered for a minute, but now I don't remember anymore, got pulled into the ground. And those two, that one really annoying couple are now in the house. They've got the front door closed and the cat man is, is smashing up against the front door trying to get in and everybody's screaming. Listen to this. It stopped. The pounding has stopped. Are they gone? Did they go? Come on, let's roll. kind of an eerie minute of spookies isn't it for all the all the running around and all the goofballery the cat man sort of slinks away from the front door and then they're all inside and duke i like that there's been no noise like they 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 say the um uh well well um the, the one gal duke's gal uh says they're they're gone and there was only one person at the door so he must have sounded like multiple people or something like that or maybe in the original version there were meant to be multiple like demons hitting at the door i don't know but i like that they're gone they're gone they wait about five seconds and duke is immediately okay let's go you know and he's gonna he's gonna you know push through the door and go and it's like um it 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 strikes me as odd that he would do that um because if they if these things just killed their friend lewis um do you think they'd run that far away? Do you think they'd really go that far away knowing there were all those people on the other side of the door? It seems a little weird that Duke is doing that. And the older gentleman, the the, the one who seems really out of place there, does call him on it. And uh, But Duke tries the door anyways. And there's no one there. And there's a nice eerie shot, which is more or less repeated, um, where the camera slowly tracks along to the right. And there's like a, a tree on the left side of the screen that goes out of the, the shot fairly quickly. But along the top right, there's like a... Um, uh, like a huge tree branch on the top of the frame and then just graves at the bottom stretching off into the back until they almost reach in the distance the bottom of the branch which is a really I think a really cool um, cool frame shot because the first the, it was actually funny it, they show it twice the first time I saw it I thought ooh was that is that in a um, is that on a set is that like can I see the top of the set because of the um, the high def on the blu-ray you know am I seeing but no it's actually the, they, they they're they're, they framed it really nicely. I don't know which one of the teams did that shot. The fact that none of our main characters are in that shot makes me think that maybe it was the second group who did that shot. And the second group are surprising me more and more as I watch this. I know we're going to have some bad decisions by adding farts to the monsters later on. 
But but the stuff in the movie so far that has been really good has mainly been the stuff by the second group of people. Now we still have you know we're we're over a third of the way into the film. We got a lot to go, and we haven't really hit the barrage of monsters yet that I keep promising you. But I like this minute because I think it's a nice, eerie minute. I like when they sort of step out and you see that shot. They kind of step out there and you see the shot again. And the guy's like, you know, what are you afraid of? You know, there's our friend. Our friend just got pulled into the ground and killed. And I like that the guy steps up there to Duke, especially because Duke could probably knock him down. Well, Duke, I think Duke is pretty sauced. And the other guy is not. Uh, I still fully understand everyone's relations apart from maybe that one gal is like stepsister to the other gal or something like that or best friends or I don't know but it's kind of a nice eerie minute and at first when Duke tries the door I thought he couldn't get the door open I thought they were going to be trapped inside like a house on Tombstone Hill kind of thing or a kind of Night of the Demon-ish or Demons kind of thing I was going to say did everyone see Night of the Demon Severin is going to be releasing the classic wonderful gore Bigfoot 1980 film wait a minute the classic 1980 Bigfoot gore film. Yes, Night of the Demon on Blu-ray. Oh, I'm excited. They couldn't find they couldn't they couldn't find prints of it. They were looking that's why that's why when Code Red released the DVD back in like 2008, they they only the only all they had was a 1-inch videotape that VC2 had used. Um, no one could find a print. And 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 uh Bleeding Skull Joe and myself went to see Night of the Demon like in 2010 or 11 at the silent movie theater in LA and they said it was a 35 millimeter print but when we showed up they're like no we couldn't get a print so they just showed up directly from the VHS tape and I know people have been looking for prints of that for well close to 15 years or more now and I guess Severin with the help of the producer found something and I can't imagine Severin showed it at a um sort of surprise triple feature night where they show three they show prints of three films that they're about to release on blue as and and their surprises I went to that two years ago, the last time they did it, when they did Night Killer, which I'd never seen, I adore. Um, the Boys Next Door, I think, is is uh, the one. Um, and, um, uh, geez, Death Warmed Up. And so Night of the Demon must look really nice because they wouldn't have had people come out, especially when things are still a little shady going out about in the world. They wouldn't have had people come out and sit and watch this print or whatever they were showing of the film if it basically was like a beat up 40 year old release print i am imagining that they found like i don't know i i i would somehow doubt that they found the negative but i would bet they found like an interpositive or something like that something that is not only widescreen but looks a thousand times better than the old vhs and, and which i have in the code red dvd which i also have the code red dvd looks better than the original VC2 VHS, you can see things better in the dark, but it's not. Um, but it's it doesn't look brilliant, and I'm oh, I'm excited. So anyway, neither demon, neither demons. I'm at the end of the minute. I was just babbing, babbing. It's like blabbing, but um, for babies, uh, I don't know. But I'm babbing along there for a bit. But yeah, I think I think this is kind of an eerie, fun minute. I'm excited to see where it goes next. Probably everyone yelling at one another. I kind of wish they'd give it a um, the break and monsters would show up. But we'll see what happens next time. And now let's go on to Ghost House. <sighs> what was happening in Ghost House? Like, didn't they all leave and separate out? And Linda, Matilda, Mildred, Helga, and her boyfriend were going to sit in a van somewhere nearby and they were going to sort of triangulate 
where the recording they heard came from? Uh, yeah, I think so. Listen to this. You think it'll work? I don't know. Maybe we never should have come here. This house is weird. It's like something really horrible happened here once. Why don't you just think that because nobody lives here? Empty houses are always creepy. Oh, yeah? Well, how come no one does live here? Nothing's gonna happen. This is getting boring. It's already four past eleven. I guess I was just asked, why did they bring that one woman along, um, Hilda, Linda, or whatever, and her boyfriend? Because they're all sitting in the van. Uh, this is getting boring. It's already eleven, four past eleven, and I thought, well, I, I thought the point of this, we were waiting here, sitting for something to happen. That's why, because the boyfriend agrees. Yeah, it's eleven oh four, and he turns off the radio, and like what you see, Linda's uh, close up on Linda's face. Um, it's already four past eleven, and then you close up on the the woman's face who said it was getting boring. She nods her face like, "Yeah, it's four past eleven. All right, this is boring." I thought, why um, weren't y'all briefed ahead of time that you were meant to be sitting there? This this is this is a weird, possibly supernatural. I think we know supernatural thing that's going to happen. weren't you briefed on the fact that it might not stick to a schedule? Uh, and. You know, not that the, the chat between the two guys in the house goes any better. Um, well, you just you just think it's haunted because no one lives here. Yeah? You think so? Well, tell me. Why does no one live here? Uh, okay, right. I think that maybe, maybe that sounded better in Italian uh, when Umberto threw it together. I don't know, but uh, that's kind of a strange circular conversation. And it's, it's, it's interesting, too, because that... I may need to go back and check that again, but I think that... Like that, um, that scene between the two guys. I think that's all. Like the the scene in the van. There are some cuts and things. Oh no, there 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 are a couple. I was gonna say I thought it was all one thing, but there is an over shoulder shot. It's not all one shot. Um, but uh, I I don't maybe maybe send the gal who was gonna be easily bored out to do something else. To me, that kind of makes sense. Um, you know, oh, oh, this is getting boring. Oh, it's four after eleven. You know, it's supposed to happen at eleven, I guess. I forget, but um, yeah, maybe something. Well, clearly something does happen because at the end, the younger sister, uh, the sort of pouty one, is in their really cramped little cabin. I don't know how do the four of them, how do the four of them get by in that little space? I don't know. That just seems weird to me. Um, the little TV they have turns on, and the minute ends with the that little creepy girl and her doll, and she's kind of like rubbing the doll's chin, and then the minute ends with her looking at the camera out of the TV at the girl and at us, and uh, that's nice and creepy. And the music starts up. Um, uh, is you know, is it? I mean, you're expecting something to happen, and I was really hoping that when the guy was looking at his radio at eleven o four, something would happen. You know, you want you know when when you're sitting when you're sitting in a horror movie, and you're waiting for something crazy to happen. You know something's crazy gonna, is going to happen. 
it's always nice to prove wrong the person who calls you from within the movie an idiot. You know what I mean? The, the person within the movie, he says, why are we sitting here waiting for this to happen? This is boring. This is stupid. Oh, God, let's go. You know, and, and when it's like, well, maybe you're right, and they give you the smarmy face, you want the scary thing to happen, and you want it to pick them up and throw them across a room or something like that. And um, and unfortunately, it didn't happen in this minute. I think the uh, the sister, the younger sister, is going to uh, meet up with the bad stuff. But um, I was, I mean, that always happens. I wish that was that was something we could get rid of in horror movies. But you're never going to. You're never going to get rid of the character who is the. Um, no, this isn't happening. Did it? I just watched them uh, for the first time. I know I'm slow. Paranormal Activity Two, where I think the dad in that is maybe a little, maybe goes on a little too long not believing what's happening in the house. He gets there in the end, um, but maybe it's just a little too long. And it's and I, I guess that's, that's one of the things we're going to have. You know, it's like, you know, you go through the history of like comedy, you're always going to have a really stupid character somewhere in comedy who's just doing really wonderfully dumb things. And um, you're never going to get rid of that trope, just the same way that you're never going to get rid of the uh, the trope. And, and whether it's horror or sci-fi, the person who's like, this isn't really happening, this is stupid, let's go. I guess that, that really annoying couple in Spookies who were just screaming and hamming it up over the past couple of minutes, they were that one, sitting on the couch going, oh, a Ouija board, how's your June? And then they get, I don't want to say they get theirs, but they're just characters in movies. Yeah, they get theirs, that's what happens. Boom, there you go. So... So this one, um, yeah, it's basically we get the, one group talks, the other group talks, and then the the manifestation of evil is occurring in the third spot. And I do, I, I am wondering, um, like when the one guy says, why do we even come here? Why are we here? You know, I guess it's because of an abandoned house. But the problem with it being an abandoned house is we see that creepy guy creeping around. And like when Hilda and, and her boyfriend showed up, he was there immediately. So... How are they still there? Is he ignoring them? Is or does he know some? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out as we go along here. So let's let's go along here, shall we? Happy Thanksgiving, uh, everybody. You're all cool, and uh, that's the end of episode thirty of whatever this is. One spooky minute spent in one spooky night. One spooky. I don't. I forget what it's called now, but it's spooky. So let me play a little bit of this. Talk to you soon, everyone.